the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I am Headmaster and host Rebecca Hagstrom and it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm joined in studio once again by the producer and my co-host, Mark Durkin. Nice to see you, Rebecca. How are you on this Saturday? I'm wonderful. Good to see you as well. You as well. Yeah, we're several we, weeks into the school year already. I huh? know we're things are going very well. Yes, they yes, are. Yes, yes. Um, some of our listeners might remember that I run Liberty Classical Academy in White Bear Lake, Indeed. Minnesota, and uh, we are just finishing up week three, three, and things are going very smoothly. Yes, and of they course, are. we're following our COVID guidelines, and uh, so we're very, very, very thankful to be reopened. Um, but this is an exciting show to have. Um, Kim Crockett in. We're going to be talking a little bit more and introducing her more formally in a minute. But let's give some background for our listeners. That's right. Um, in 2018, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Janus versus American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Council 31, which per Janus is a politically powerful government union. Um, they ruled that unions can no longer charge fees for non-member government workers to help pay for collective bargaining. And in writing for the majority on the Janus decision, Justice Samuel Alito stated, We conclude that this arrangement violates the First Amendment free speech rights of non-members by compelling them to subsidize private speech on matters of substantial public concern. That's right, Rebecca. In fact, of all the public sector labor groups, teachers' unions are the largest and the most politically potent. And recently, in an Educators for Excellence survey, Minnesota teachers indicated that they felt it is a lot less important for the unions to provide information about political candidates and their issue positions or support and endorse political candidates. In that particular survey, 62% of Minnesota teachers said that their union represents perspective only somewhat, while another 23% said that it did not very much or did not at all. But a more sinister agenda is at work. Teachers unions are working to indoctrinate, collecting billions of dollars annually from unsuspecting teachers while intentionally rewriting American history and replacing it with a radical Marxist agenda. What are some of the agendas funded and implemented by teachers unions into America's public schools? Well, tonight we'll establish the link between the teachers unions and the various indoctrinations that are plaguing America's schools and undermining educational excellence, morality, law and order. America's teachers can have the final say. Because of the Janus case, they can opt out of union membership and no longer pay union dues to fund the teachers' unions for leftist agendas. 
Here in Minnesota, the opt-out period runs through the entire month of September each year. Mm-hmm. Well, joining us in studio for the next two shows to answer these questions and more is Kim Crockett. Kim is the Vice President and General Counsel at the Charlemagne Institute. She also serves as the Chairman of the Board of Rebecca Friedrich's Nonprofit for Kids and Country. Kim's been fighting against the indoctrination of our students and teachers by the National Teacher Unions since 2015. Federalism, the rule of law, and defending Judeo-Christian culture are the framework for Kim's policy work. She's regularly consulted with state and national policymakers and contributed commentaries to the Stark Tribune, Pioneer Press, the Wall Street Journal, and other newspapers across Minnesota. She is a frequent guest at area chambers and business groups and on radio and television explaining the impact of state policy. And Kim, we are always grateful to have you on our show. Thanks for joining us again here at Education Nation. You are welcome. Great Good to, to see, see you. you. I was just going to say the same thing. Good to see you. It's been a little while since COVID. We haven't, I don't yeah. think we've, no, have you been, been on our show no. since uh, COVID hit? I don't no. think so. So welcome back. We're glad to have Thank you here. You. Well, Kim, uh, the the State Teachers Union Education Minnesota only allows teachers to resign from union membership during the month of September. Are there currently any legal challenges challenging the constitutionality of the one-month window? And can Minnesota teachers realistically expect the opt-out period to extend beyond a mere 30 days? Um, There are legal challenges going on, uh, not just in Minnesota. Uh, but throughout the country, mm. and those are working their way through the court system. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, you know, the wheels of justice grind slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Janice v. Afsme decision seems like a long time ago now mm-hmm. because we've all—I call it Friedrichs too, by the yeah. way. Yes. After, yeah, that's really after, what it should be, right? I know yeah. Rebecca loves yes. that. Rebecca yeah. Friedrichs. Um, for those of you who might not remember is the school teacher from California who brought the original case yep. right. uh, that was heard, um, but Justice Scalia died before mm-hmm. her victorious decision could be could be issued. And so Mark Janice, who's a good friend of the show and mm-hmm. good friend of mine and Rebecca's, yep. mm-hmm. right, had to bring a follow-on case um, where it was decided in 2018 on June 27th, Rebecca Friedrich's birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was her birthday. I forgot her birthday. that detail, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. that um, public sector employees, not just teachers, but all public all, sector mm-hmm. employees no longer had to fund this political agenda, whether it was radical or not. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. forget about that part. Just mm-hmm. Americans aren't forced to fund somebody else's political right. speech. That was right. the basic uh, ruling. Mm-hmm. So um, cases have been filed here. Uh, Linda Hochman, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I think, has been a guest on this show. And I if not, we, we should we on. should mm-hmm. we should bring her in uh-huh. sometime this fall. Uh, she's a physics teacher here in Minnesota. And she's she came been a and leader. Spoke, you know what you're thinking of? She came and spoke at our school on a panel. We do the education and society twice a year where we bring in outside speakers, and she served on that panel. So that's why you're remembering her. Yeah. Well, her, and her testimony is powerful today on why teachers should consider um, very seriously to stop funding this radical agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been, and I don't think she'd mind me telling you, she's so brave. She's incredible. This is all on video and out there. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been subjected to pressure. Uh, as a physics teacher, uh, she's been asked to dumb down her curriculum for her black students, mm. which, you know, it's just blatant racism. I was just going to say, it talk is. about systemic racism. Right. You know, and, and her the curse and, of low expectations. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, she refused. Mm -hmm. A less strong person might have felt that they had to cave to that. But she has 20 plus years of experience under her belt with black students who did just fine. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I asked her one time in an interview, how, how how are your minority kids doing in your physics class? And she said, they do really well. They mm-hmm. do as well as any other student because I expect them to. Uh, I, she said she's, she's never great. had one fail. She's magnificent. Yeah. She's also she's been subjected teacher. to staff meetings and teachers who might be listening tonight uh, could relate to this where she's been told that her whiteness has caused the achievement gap in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the news story. And we're going to talk more about that right. a little bit right. later. So, but so, that is so the, the message being So the pitch here sent. is why, mm-hmm. you know, why would you add to the $57 million that Education Minnesota pulls in every year out of teachers' paychecks just in Minnesota mm-hmm. to fund this very, very radical agenda that abuses mm-hmm. students, as well as teachers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's the question, right? And we hope that listeners are paying attention and talking about this with a, their teacher and other public sector union friends right. so that they're aware because this is certainly not something that's being advertised by the unions too, too easily. Um, according, they're not hiding it no, entirely, though, either. No, no, no. I mean the ability to opt out. Oh, right. <laughs> that's right. not being promoted very, very broadly. Um, According to Education Minnesota's website, the purpose of Education Minnesota's Political Action Committee is to promote and strive for the improvement of the public schools, to encourage educators to know and understand the nature and actions of their government and the important political issues as they pertain to public education. In elect candidates who support the mission of Education Minnesota and to increase political action among its members. We'll be discussing the PAC contributions next week, but first, let's take some time here and have you speak to the important political issues according to Education Minnesota as they pertain to public education. What are they saying is so critical and so important? Well, if you just go to their front page, I I double-checked on it this morning, right on the front page of Education Minnesota, um, here, I wrote it down. Oh, become a racial equity advocate is right on the front page. Mm-hmm. This tells mm-hmm. you about their priorities. Right. Yeah. There's actually, you know, very little going on in terms of um, impact on high learning. quality curriculum and, and learning, learning. Yep. Yep. The sciences, right. mm-hmm. English, history. You know, yep. when we think of the mission of our public schools in Minnesota, it has it has been captured by this radical cultural Marxist mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. ideology. And, you know, if you click on it, um, what you'll find is an agenda that seeks to divide us mm-hmm. as people mm-hmm. uh, and shame us mm-hmm. as a people, um, to be embarrassed to be Americans yeah. and, and put us into all these different groups by our Lots color. categories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really confusing. Mm-hmm. I think if you're, if color, you're like gender, a lot of people in my yeah. family who are bi-racial, mm-hmm. well, which one do I belong to? Mm-hmm. So there's a list of 162 um, principals who have joined this coalition called, um, what is it? Good Trouble. The Good Trouble, Good Trouble Coalition, Coalition. Mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. the raised fist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this radical agenda, and that's what they're all about. Yeah. That's what they're doing in the state legislature, 
and in connection with um, both the National Education Association and the AFT. Uh, teachers in Minnesota fund both of those national right. unions. We're yeah. one of a couple of handful of states where those two national unions duped it out in Minnesota for who was going to dominate the state, and they ended up re- you know, reaching a truce. So if you're a school teacher in Minnesota or married to one or your daughter's one or your son or whatever, they're funding both of these unions, and they're both quite radical at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So the agenda is not about educating our children. It's about indoctrinating them mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the front page. And we'll go, you know, we'll we'll, we'll pull up some information mm-hmm. on. Sure. So you talked about the racial equity as being one of the things yeah. that they would say pertains to public education, that they feel that they should be spending their money on these public sector unions. Um, I know there's another topic that you have mentioned that is also top of mind for these unions in terms of indoctrination having to do with sex ed. Do you want to address that right now? Yeah, this one's tricky mm-hmm. um, because we don't want we don't want any of our listeners to go to these websites. Mm-hmm. Um, something happened during the COVID shutdowns. These people have so much money that they can turn on a dime, or mm-hmm. spin on a dime, whatever, mm-hmm. where they actually were marketing to our children online, and they're doing it again this fall. Not in every single school district, mm-hmm. um, but with our kids uh, during COVID-19. Um, it, it's, it's a national movement um, that's called Comprehensive Sexuality Education. <clears throat> or CSE, yeah, yeah. and it was sponsored here in Minnesota. It's House File 1414, Senate File 2065. One of the people who sponsored it is Senator Susan Kent, who's in the Democrat leadership in the Minnesota Senate. Mm-hmm. And what is CSE? Well, it's shocking, and I don't even really know how much you want me to say on the radio, but... Um, only enough to kind of get the point across. Right. And I, I know Mark has some right. information to add, too, about right. some of the background on that. Mm-hmm. So um, there are websites that they're sending our children to and our youngest children to, not just high schoolers, mm-hmm. like five tips for your sexual health during COVID-19. And um, this is for this is coming from? The school district. This from is from the union yes. teacher, the public sector teachers union. With the support with of, the, support of the teachers unions, Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. um, the Democrat Party, frankly. Um, those are all supporters of this. You'll find defenses of it um, with all of those organizations. But this one's called the Healthy Teen Network Five Tips for Your Sexual Health During COVID 19. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Shocking. Let me just run through some of the things that they advise our young people to do on this Healthy Teen Network. Whoops. And, my, of course, my page just fell off my Dropbox. Maybe while you're looking for it, um, Mark could give a little bit more background about well, yeah. I just this. wanted to reiterate, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked about comprehensive sex ed. Uh, it was a very critical debate that took place uh, on the House floor in April of 2019, we had Representative Eric Lucero yes. on who oh, exposed yeah, he the was yes mm-hmm. yes this. exposing the Planned Parenthood textbook that House Democrats wanted to introduce that of course was was very very graphic and, and sponsored f- by Planned Parenthood yep mm-hmm. yep it was sponsored by Planned Parenthood the Child Protection League and House Republicans they exposed the mandate as the work of Planned Parenthood 
And in fact, Alpha News had been reporting at the time that Planned Parenthood was bragging on their website that they are the largest provider of comprehensive sex education in the state of Minnesota. And so we're very thankful that the mandate did not pass in the Minnesota Senate and, of course, then was not uh, able to uh, make its way to Governor Waltz's desk for a signature. But we know that the fight for sure is just getting started here in the state and comprehensive sex ed is making its way into classrooms across the country, as we are discussing right now. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And it may not have made it through the legislature this time, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really matter because um, it's making it uh, into the schools Mm -hmm. through the superintendents. Um, I mentioned the... um, cause trouble or whatever it the is, the good, tru- the good trouble mm-hmm. coalition. Interesting uh, juxtaposition of words. Huh? Yeah, of, the good trouble this coalition. It's a little bit about what it's these, really about. <laughs> these superintendents and principals are in charge of what happens at sure. their schools. Mm-hmm. It's not monolithic yet. Right. Where you know It doesn't all come down from um, the state. Mm-hmm. And um, if if a superintendent um, like the like the superintendent in Hopkins mm-hmm. wants to bring it into her school district, mm-hmm. she can do that. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about her yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. the Egan High School wants to bring it in, they can do it, and they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, not just sex ed, um, but and I I'm I got disconnected from the internet, so I'm looking for it, but. The sixteen nineteen project, oh, right. which is mm-hmm. a, which is a radical, false revisionist uh, attempt to uh, change our founding as mm-hmm. a nation mm-hmm. uh, to sixteen nineteen and tie it to slavery, mm-hmm. uh, and argue that the American Revolution um, was we fought it to to protect, to protect slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do it's with mind-boggling. It, it's mind boggling, mm-hmm. right? And by mm-hmm. the way, there's a there's a great class that people can attend at the Charlemagne Institute on the YouTube mm-hmm. page called the 1620 Project. Mm-hmm. That's a marvelous um, discussion on who the pilgrims really were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much from that, from yeah. the scholar that the Charlemagne Institute brought in. So I recommend that to yeah. your listeners to go yeah. to Charlemagne and look at their YouTube channel, and it'll be right. on there called the 1620 16, sure. Project. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned we that, that mention in that We did mention that in our 1619 yeah. Project. It's, it's so yeah. good. And we haven't even talked about Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter. But right. these are the big chunks of the of what's reaching our children. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like one class right. that's called radical ideology, right? right? This has seeped into the curriculum, whether it's English, yep. um, math. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to mention to you that they're even attacking the scientific method. Mm-hmm. It's too white. I know. That's, right. that's the most recent thing that I've listened to, too. And I'm shocked, just shocked, um, you know, we have so much respect for the scientific method dating back, you know, centuries. And uh, to think that we're going to throw that out, the baby with the bathwater. And, and you replace know, it with consensus. That's, and that's not to say that there haven't been mistakes made over the years and that there isn't still some racism happening in our culture today. I want to be clear about that. But, um, you know, to, to wipe things out and start over is not the solution. And to divide us is not the solution as well. So very... Right. Very sad way of going about this. This whole critical race theory piece is permeating. And as you pointed out earlier, Kim, 
this has nothing to do with learning, reading, writing, arithmetic and, and history. And, you know, I guess they're rewriting history. But um, I do have a, a student that gra- that didn't actually graduate from Liberty, was there for many years and is now teaching in one of the Minneapolis school districts. And she shared with me in July that there was a sixth grade teacher there, um, a sixth grade English teacher that is proposing to replace sixth and seventh grade history and English with George Floyd information. So this is what happens. You know, you might be one of these people that's listening and thinking, well, is it so bad to be teaching kids about some of these things, you know, more history about racism and slavery and that type of thing in the country? Sure. I think everybody can agree that it's important to cover that in an honest fashion. Um, But what happens is so often in this case is that it's being done to it's replacing uh, actual learning of reading and writing and when these kids graduate, what are they? What are they really going to be? Are they going to be activists? Because well, look at believe the it or not, that's look part of streets. well. And there is part of that in the Common Core, by the way. Common Core standards, activism is a piece of that. Right. And um, so, you know, the public sector unions, from what you're describing, have really jumped on that bandwagon and are are pushing that narrative. Well, and think about what it's like to be a student today. And I have enough younger um, nephews in particular. We're we're blessed with a lot of boys. Mm -hmm. Um, And imagine what it's like to be a young person in school now. Yeah. Um, To be be talking about these things rather than the uplifting. um, Mark and I were talking earlier about how just like – our Judeo, the ideas of Judeo-Christian culture, yes. mm-hmm. uh, and for those of us who are Christians, the gospel is for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's for Regardless everybody, neither Greek, and, nor, Greek mm-hmm. nor Jew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ideas of the American founding are for everyone. Right. And what they're trying to say is, no, 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 that's a white thing. Mm-hmm. And they're trying mm-hmm. to deny, you know, the great ideas of Western civilization and Judeo-Christian culture um, to all of our children, mm-hmm. wherever they came from, whatever they look like. And they're trying to make us look at our skin and what we look like. And mm-hmm. these are not things that we should mm-hmm. care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a key ingredient, of course, is that, you know, when you look at the Constitution, I mean, we're talking about liberties that are individual, individual liberties. That has now been cast aside where everything has a collective label to yeah. it, which is really the, you know, the staple, if you will, for Marxist ideology. Mm-hmm. Collectivism. Yeah. And that's that's actually transpire or, or um, going above and beyond just education. I mean, mm-hmm. you right. see collectivist mindset even in the way COVID's been handled. Yes. Right. Um, no look at individual circumstances or individual sectors. Now we're just going to do this blanket response, this collectivist right. response. And uh, I, I've been stunned to see that happening in so many different realms. Yeah. And uh, well, you're and right, they've, that they've is a used Marxist this shutdown. Mm-hmm. They've used this lockdown and getting our children online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find the page. Do you want to yeah. hear? Let's okay, go back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, let's, go, let's go back and remind our listeners yeah. of what you're going to take them to. You're going back to um, a website that is recommended from right. Minnesota, the teacher, Education Minnesota. Right, the NEA right. and the, yeah. all the teachers' mm-hmm. unions are behind this, along with Planned, Planned Parenthood is the one that really is, is uh, vocal. But they all 
they're all tied in into the, to the same mm-hmm. the same funding. It's called comprehensive sexuality education. And here's just a little bit. Uh, again, I'm somewhat reluctant to talk about this, but I think teachers need to hear this, and parents need to hear this. Grandparents, if you're listening, need to hear that this is what our children. Um, are being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is especially during COVID-19 uh, when people can't be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are some of the suggestions uh, for being a healthy teen. Number one, sexting. Mm. Um, Unbelievable. Number two, um, oh, and this is supposed to empower women, especially it says. Um, number two, solo sex. Well, social distancing, we can practice solo sex, a.k.a. masturbating, to get to know our own bodies and pleasure. Unsure how? Have questions? You're not alone. Here's how to masturbate, and on and on it goes. Mm. Another suggestion. Ready? Porn. Despite mixed messages out there about porn, it is often a very healthy part of people's sexuality. Find out why young people watch porn and what they learn from it. Interested in watching porn? Check out this fact or fiction. And if we click on it, and I don't want people mm-hmm, to do it, mm-hmm. and I have to admit something, I don't click on these because mm-hmm. I don't want it on my computer and my search mm-hmm. engine and all that. Um, it. I've seen pictures of those pages, though. It's They're kind of cartoonish right. depictions of mm-hmm. men and women mm-hmm having sex mm-hmm. women and women having and this sex is for teenagers this is for but also little kids because they're kind of cartoony oh gosh yeah it makes it all sort of cute mm-hmm. um and and you know clean and this is what <clears throat> i just want to take a step back here this is what's being promoted okay you think about all the tax dollars at work so now only... almost half our state budget is right. going to education. Right, now. right. Yeah. And in some districts, the cost per pupil is up to, you know, between over 18 20, and 20, yeah. 22,000 dollars a year. Right. And, many and, and then all the 20. union money that is yes. being poured in that the teachers are paying through their dues. And this, this, along with some of this critical race theory, are the two main right. pushes right. that we are seeing. This is in what the we're talking today. about at schools. Right. And the last two are date yourself. I don't know how that's different from the one up above of solo sex, but there you go. Mm-hmm. And then go online. Social media is full of sex experts. And this is how they're advising our young people to get through COVID-19 yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. Which is really un- mm. very sad. And, you know, when I think about most parents, I can't imagine there being many parents that would listen to this and think, Oh, yeah, that's okay with me. <laughs> that's fine. Right. I don't mind if they're pushing my kids to these websites. Uh, I, right. I think so most people attention. would be just, you know, and I, you may have heard this, but there are some teacher reports that some teachers across the nation are concerned that conservative, quote unquote, parents are going to hear and watch what's happening on these online yes. classes. And now they're asking parents to sign opt out forms mm-hmm. saying they won't listen and they won't opt in to their kids classes online parents if that's you do not sign that form um you need to protect your kids well we are already out of time on this amazingly um complex topic and and really kind of disturbing topic but we are going to be having kim back in next week again to continue this conversation and as always we're grateful to have you in studio with us Thank kim you, can and, I give um, the website? Yes, yes, yes please do. Can, yes, I apologize. Please do. No, yep. go ahead. educatedteachersmn.org 
is where teachers can opt out of funding this sort of uh, garbage, frankly, for our yeah. children, yeah. but also for our teachers. And today is September 19th, so you're going to want to get on that right away as the uh, end of the month is coming quickly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you again, Kim. You're welcome. And thank you, Mark. Good to see you, Rebecca. And thank, thank you, you, our listeners. And we look forward to having you join us again next weekend when we continue this conversation with Kim Crockett. And we hope that you'll listen to this podcast and our other podcasts at ednationmn.org, ednationmn.org. Good night.